Good morning, Talmudim, students. Or more important, I say good morning to the Talmudists, to the boys of our yeshiva without exception that have committed themselves to the study of Talmud, a.k.a. also known as Gemara. Or as we refer to it, Torah Shebaal Peh. Not the written law, but the oral tradition. I want to make some opening comments about the significance of the study of Talmud. First of all, I'm sure you got your schedules and you made a mental note. We begin the day at Magan David Yeshiva High School, all boys studying Talmud. Why? That indicates to me that it must be of primary importance. We begin the day like sending up a Kohen, Rishon, because the Kohen is the most important in that system, in the system of education and learning. We begin our day with Mode'ani, we pray Shaharit, eat a healthy breakfast so we have enough brain power, and then we get the most important business at hand, the study of the Talmud, of Gemara. I want you to recognize that. I also want you to know, we're going to study a lot of things in the yeshiva, both Judaic and secular. We want you to excel in all subjects. I want you to do well and responsible in everything. But, this morning you made a blessing in the morning blessings. Asher kedeshanu v'sivanu al Torah. We make a blessing thanking God for the ability to let us study Talmud. No other subject needs a blessing. But to study the Gemara and to study what we're going to learn needs a beracha that shows us how significant and important it is. Furthermore, what makes Talmud so important, what makes it so important is, without it, we have no religion. I ask you a question, boys. How many times does it say the word tefillin in the Torah? Answer. Ten. You're close. It's not ten, it's less than ten. Oh, you're getting closer. Who said seven? Seven, good, you're wrong. Zero is the right answer. Could you imagine that? Gentlemen, don't lose the thought. I'm going to call on you if you could behave. If you don't lose, don't lose the benefits here. Stay, stay calm. I'm going to call out, but don't lose the conduct. He's right when he says zero. And could you imagine something we wear every day and it doesn't say it once in the Torah? Next question, boys. How many times does it say the word etrog in the Torah? Yeah. Ah, you were set up for that. You were set up. Three. Who said three? Wrong. Zero is the right answer. You fell for the same trick. You fell for the same trick twice. Don't fall three times for that trick. Zero is correct. So it doesn't say tefillin in the Torah. 
and it doesn't say etrog in the Torah. Last question, boys. We know, <laughs> zero, right. <laughs> we know that to eat a kosher animal, you have to make shechita. We're not learning the laws of shechita in the yeshiva. And please do not do shechita on your teachers either. Shechita is done, shechita is done with a knife. Which part of the animal must you cut? Biology, very good. Trachea, the throat, the neck, close enough? Congratulations, you're right. But nowhere in the Torah does it say where to make shechita from. For all I know, when I open up the Bible, I can make shechita from the leg, maybe cut open the stomach halfway, or maybe cut it from the back of the neck. No indication. Now the next question. So how do I know what tefillin is? What color it is? What shape it is? What to put inside of it? What material it's made of? Where does that come from, boys? Torah Sheba'al Peh, Talmud. So without Talmud, we don't even know how to wear tefillin. Where do we know etrog? No mention in the Bible. We only know it from the Talmud. And the only place we know Shechita from is the Talmud. And therefore, without the study of Talmud, we have no religion. We just have a book that's written in shorthand. That's the Torah Shebikhtav. A lot of vagueness. A lot of things that are left to the imagination. We would not have authentic Judaism if we did not have Torah Shebaal Peh. Now the Masichet we're learning. Anybody know the Masichet we're learning? Megillah. Figure that out. Not only the Masichet we're learning, but the Masichet that we intend to finish. And Mag and David Yeshiva, we start a book, we finish a book, especially when it comes to the most important of subjects, Talmud. And that's going to take extra time. It's going to take time before school. It's going to take time after school. It's going to take weekends. But we have many of our members that are committed to make siyum, and we're going to make a very, very big gala a very big party with our rabbis, and it's going to be one of the greatest celebrations this yeshiva ever had. But that's dependent on you. I'm committed. Your rabbis are all committed. You must know that the rabbis we have teaching Talmud are the creme de la creme. That's not Aramaic, boys. That's French. Creme de la creme, the, the best of the best. They were hand-picked, and they are experts in teaching Talmud. In plumbing... Move to plumbing for a minute. Plumbing is about pipes. And then there's the main pipe. The main central pipe is a big wide pipe that has hundreds of thousands of gallons that flush through it in order to supply to the entire neighborhood. The Talmud is the main central pipe of Judaism. If Judaism is going to flow through our lives, it must flow through the main pipe called the Talmud. Without it, we have nothing. And that's why Maimonides writes, and I quote, Arambam says, how much Talmud should you study? 
ויפנה כל ימיו לגמרא בלבד. You should spend all of your time studying Gemara only. I am sorry to tell you boys, we are not going to fulfill this Rambam. Because we have a school to run. If it was up to me, Tamur all day. But I wouldn't be here if that was... <laughs> but nonetheless, we're going to have to study as much as we can. Because Rambam says, and that's our Rabbi, Maimonides, so that's the first reason, boys. We only have Judaism because of this book. Yes, you're going to study Humash. But Humash without Gemara, don't study it. You're going to get a false impression of what Judaism is. According to the Torah, boys, answer. Where does the Torah say to put your tefillin shel rosh? Between your eyes. Very good. Ben Einecha. And what if you see somebody that prays an Al Minyan that puts tefillin in between his eyes? What are you going to do to him? Stone. No, don't stone him. Don't stone him. Don't stone him. Please don't stone anybody. It depends. If he's paying full tuition, don't stone him. If he's not paying tuition, then we'll think about it. What do you mean stone him? We're going to tell him, boys, conduct, conduct. We're going to tell him you're wearing your tefillin wrong. And he's going to come with a pasuk. And he's going to say, it says ben enecha. And what are you going to answer him? Open the Gemara. Don't be foolish. Open the pipe. You're reading text. Raw text is misleading. Raw text of the Bible is closed. It's, it's hidden. It's an enigma. It's a mystery. The only way to unravel the Bible text is through Talmud. Good. Now you're learning Megillah, boys. Guess what? Megillah is not alluded to in the Torah at all because it's a mitzvah from the rabbis. So how are you going to learn all the mitzvot that the rabbis instituted if you don't study Gemara? The last place you're going to find any mention of Megillah is in the Torah Shebikhtav. It was established after Torah Shebikhtav. So without Gemara, boys, you won't know how to celebrate the most basic holiday called Purim. And I guess we could add Hanukkah to the picture. So again, you might think you're Jewish, but you're only as Jewish as your commitment is to Talmud. And Torah Shabbat Peh. That's going to define your commitment. And I repeat again, Harambam, so you don't forget it. V'yifneh kol yamav Gemara bilvat. Now I want to say something deep. Are you up for something deep or only easy things? Okay, deep. It's going to be deep. Boys, I'm challenging you now to say things that are a little higher than your level. I always want to talk higher than your level, not lower than your level. In this course, we're not talking superficial stuff. We're going to talk deep stuff. I hope I can explain it to you. It's a Zohar. Don't tell your parents we learned Zohar on the first day. Keep it between us. The Zohar Kedor says that there's three items, I'm going to call them items, three entities that are connected to each other. They are Kudshab Erichu. What is that? Kudshab Erichu, what is that? HaKadosh Baruch what is that? Hashem. That's entity number one. Oraita. 
Oraita is the Torah. Why is the Torah called Oraita? Or. It's a light. Vahi Or. Torah is light. Implying what, boys? That outside of Torah... What's the third item? Yisrael. So then, Kuchaberichu, Oraita, the Yisrael. And the Zohar HaKadosh says, these three things are connected. They are one. Hadhu. The question is asked. We are connected to God. How can a human being connect to God? God is fire. God is almighty. God is all-powerful. We're measly human beings. How can we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? By the way, the sun, S-U-N, the sun, is a creation of God. Can anybody connect to the sun? No way. We can't even survive. It's 110 degrees. Already it's unbearable. So if we cannot even connect to the creation of God, the sun, how can we connect ourselves to God himself? But that's the name of the game, boys. To create a connection with us and God. You have connections with your friends. You have connections, God will need to get married with your spouses. You have connections with your parents. You have to form a connection with God. And let me tell you something. I met people that have connection with God and they say it is the most pleasurable experience better than anything. And the Zohar says it's possible. But how? And the explanation is through the study of Torah. Torah is the bridge that connects. Kuchaberichu the Yisrael. How? Via Oraita. So now it's a different item, boys. Besides studying Gemara in order to know how to be Jewish, our kavana in this yeshiva when we study Gemara is so we make a connection with Kuchaberichu. By studying the Torah, we're able to now have an attachment to God. It's the buffer. It's like an insulation between something that's so powerful and something that's so weak. But how do, we, how do we join them? You go through the tunnel called Oraita. And at the moments that we're learning Torah, boys, we are forging a relationship and a connection with who? Kuch So far, so good? And the more we commit ourselves to the study, the greater the connection will be. Now, what's the advantage to you if you have a connection with God? The Zohar Kadosh says, you should learn Talmud before you pray. Well, at least we're learning it before we pray, Minha. But I would recommend for those that can come a little early to prayer. Come 15 minutes before Zman and review with a study partner the Gemara that you learned yesterday. You know why? Because now you're connected to Kuchaberichu. When you're connected to Kuchaberichu, when you pray, your prayers are answered. Because I'm connected. It's okay to learn after tefillah, but to learn before tefillah. I know we have a lot of clubs after school. Sign up for all of them. But I'm talking about a club of the Talmud club that happens before school. We have tables outside for that club. If you come early, you don't have to be a senior sit at the table. After that, we'll throw you out. You sit at the table with a havruta. We don't need a rabbi. Bring your study partner from your class, come 15 minutes before tefillah, sit on that table or sit in the midrash and review for 15 minutes. You are now connected to Kucha Berichu. Now pray. And everybody has stuff to pray for. Ask God for anything. Come to my shul. We learn before tefillah. And the tefillah is on a different level. Now already we have access. 
we're praying to connect. Don't forget that. Talmud is not a subject. We don't call Talmud a subject in this yeshiva either. Talmud is Kodesh. It's not a period. We have other things that we call periods and times. This is Kodesh. It's connection with God. Now watch. The Gemara says, Eno dome, you cannot compare. Lemisha shone pirko me'apa'amim, lemisha shone et pirko me'ave'ehad. Explain. You cannot compare somebody that learns and reviews a hundred times to somebody that reviews a hundred and one times. There's me'ah, but you know what's better than me'ah? Me'ave'ehad. And the Gemara says, you can't compare. Can I ask you a question? Is there really a difference between reviewing it a hundred or a hundred and one times? I mean, that one difference, the Gemara says, Eno Dome. Come on, boys. Of course there is. I got the difference. It's one extra, but it's Eno Dome. If you tell me you can't compare a guy who learns three times or a guy who learns a hundred, yeah, it's Eno Dome. Three to a hundred is a big. Uh, but to say you can't compare a guy who reviews the Gemara a hundred to somebody that's hundred and one, it's a different ball game. Different ball game. Eno Dome, come on. For that one time, it makes a difference. How do you answer me? Uh, because you could be the hundred first time. You understand a little more, so you have a little more Kavanah. I don't argue with you. You're saying something very, very bright. He's saying good. Who knows? You know, sometimes it's the hundred and first time that something became understood to you. I don't argue with you. So you're echoing. You're saying, almost like you said. Good. Boys, I want to tell you what the Baal Shem Tov said. Listen now, I'm learning the Gemara called the Baal Shem Tov. When you hear the word Ehad, boys, who do you think of immediately? That's right. What is Hashem? Now listen to the way I'm learning the Gemara. You can't compare that somebody that learns the Gemara a hundred times. But he learns it to connect himself to the Ehad. The first guy studying as a subject. The first guy studying to pass a test. But he's not forming relationship. The guy who's studying Me'ah, he adds the element of what? Me'ah. Say it. Me'ah. Who's the Ehad? That's how we study in the yeshiva. We're not studying Talmud. We're studying Talmud plus Ehad in order to connect to the Ehad, Yahid, Umiyuhad. That's our understanding and that's our commitment. Finally, and I conclude, that's all we need. By the way, no class in this yeshiva has an assembly to introduce the class with the whole school. What does that tell you about Talmud boys? Very powerful, very special. I conclude. Anybody know what the word berit means? Don't tell me circumcision. Treaty. Covenant. When a person gets married, he makes a berit with his spouse. A berit, a covenant. Covenant is a pact. It's a pact of friendship, it's a pact of loyalty, it's a berit. 
anybody that you have berit with, covenant with, there's a certain amount of allegiance that you have to each other. If I come along and say, boys, I want to make berit with you. I'll always defend you. You always protect me. We have berit. And then we show our allegiance over the course of time. Who do you think, in this world, the best berit to make with this, this element, this, this entity? Who is the best one in the world that you would have an advantage to make berit with? Hashem. Why? Why is it the best? Hashem is almighty. If I make berit with God, game over. I am going to teach you today, boys, how to make berit with Hashem. I have the paper right here. It comes from the Midrash. And I quote. It's a Gemara as well. Gitin. Page 9. Page 60. Amar Yohanan. Lo karata kadosh baruchu britim Yisrael. God created and forged covenant with Yisrael. For what reason? Ela bishvil devarim shebaalpeh. Because of the things that are not written, but the things that are Ba'alpeh, which is Torah she Ba'alpeh, Shine'eman, ki alpi ha'devarim. What is alpi? From the mouth. Talmud is from the mouth, not from the written. Ki alpi ha'devarim ha'ele, karati etecha berit v'et Israel. So you know what we're doing in Talmud class? We're creating covenant with God. And you must know, when you learn Gemara, it makes God happy. It gives him pleasure. Shne'eman, like we say in Tefilat Musaf, fortunate is the one that toils in learning. He gives God nahat. Boys, let's make a pledge amongst ourselves this morning, opening day here in the yeshiva. Let's commit ourselves to the study of Talmud properly, loyally, religiously, but not only as a secular mental gymnastic subject. Let's learn it in order to forge brit. Let's learn it to forge connection with Ehad. Let's learn it in order that it'll give us the pipeline to understand what true Judaism is. Yes, we're going to have to have tests. We're going to have to be graded on our intellectual knowledge. But we're also going to be graded by our teachers and to see how the Talmud is affecting your relationship with the Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's what we're going to be monitoring. How is it affecting your Midot? A Talmudist has to have Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz to everybody that's older than you in the yeshiva. Men and women alike. Jew and non-Jew alike. Doesn't matter if they're the Rosh Yeshiva or head of school or the custodian. Talmudists have respect for people. Respect for your teachers. Respect for each other. We're going to hold you boys to a higher standard. Because to forge Berit with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it brings responsibilities on us. So I say, start talking amongst yourself. Who's going to start coming early to Tefillah? 15 minutes, sit right outside. We'll supply the coffee. And if need be, we'll supply even a special breakfast. If it need be. Study the Talmud and review it. Commit yourself 
to this plan, boys, and I have no doubt. All we need is till May. To the end of May, put in a lot of hours, a lot of energy, and we're going to make Siyum. And at that point, Bezat Hashem, we're going to have a great celebration. And you're going to feel different, and you're going to feel good, but most important, you're going to feel the Keshir and the Brit and the Band. Kutshaberichu oraita v'Yisrael hadhu. Alu v'atzlach. Thank you very much. Thank you.